0: If you love anime and D&D, check out Warlock. It's the story of me, Nova Ravenwood, a young woman born without magic who forms a pact with a mysterious being for power. Set in a fantasy world of adventure, dragons, and powerful sorcerers, the story unfolds like an anime for your ears.
1: And don't forget about our muscular hunk of a classmate, me, Ren. Too bad this is audio only, otherwise you could see that I'm flexing my arms off over here.
0: Are you seriously interrupting the ad? You moron! Sorry, we'll get out of your
1: way. Wait, 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 wait. hang on! I haven't even told them about my amazing powers! I guess I should describe myself a little bit more first. First thing, I don't wear a shirt. Thanks, Briar! Join the
0: quest and listen to Warlock wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit WarlockPod.com for more information.
1: Dice
0: rolls, dragons, Drones. <laughs> Dadventurous.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Dadventurous. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are back with another silly episode here.
0: And I'm the daughter. Oh,
1: we're just jumping right in. I don't know. I love it. Go for it.
0: <laughs> I'm the daughter, and I play Kia, okay. a tabaxi ranger who just got hit by the pass-out bug.
1: Pa- the pass-out bug, uh, that's, that's right. what I'm call it,
0: calling it until you give it an actual name.
1: I'll take it. Uh, the pass-out bug did hit you. It was a weird, creepy, purple, bluey bug beast. Beetle? <laughs> Beetle. Yep. I uh, came up with a cool name for him, too. Oh. Mm hmm. Not,
0: that's not the pass up.
1: But you don't know what the name is yet. <laughs> you will find out. Yeah, and I'm the dad. I'm the DM. I'm going to do all the DMing type stuff. Like being a dad and a dungeon
0: master. <laughs> that includes, wait. Being a dad includes, oh, uh, wait, okay, is part of the job of DMing?
1: Yes. A true DM <laughs> is a dad first and a dungeon master second. <laughs> in the book that I'm writing called How to Be a
0: DM Dad. You're not writing I that, am, that book.
1: you're 100% accurate. All right. Are you <laughs> ready to jump into this nonsense for this next episode? Yes. Yes. Okay. Shall we do ourselves a tiny little bit of a recap? Yeah. So last time we played this, you escaped the scrape. You were a- scraped. That's correct, and yes. uh, you um, were picked up in a crazy steam buggy by Maud, or sorry, by uh, Theodora a and steam Gunther. Buggy? Steam buggy, yep. <laughs> and uh, you guys made it back to the town of Maps Edge. They helped you get healed up. You slept in Theodora's portable hut that she had. Tower. She seems to be it was yeah. Three floors. Uh, she seems to be very much of a tinkerer. She has all sorts of crazy gadgetry and things. And she was a crew member.
0: Uh, with Gunther With
1: Gunther, yeah uh, She ran with a crew Including Gunther and his Wife His wife who is no longer alive
0: And a guy
1: A guy who died
0: In the north?
1: No, in a storm
0: or in a storm, yeah. I think we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, talked I'm about that. Yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure we talked about that. Anyway, you managed to go back. You got yourself healed up a little bit. Flippit was there, and he was creepy and weird. Well, he's not creepy at all. But no, he was, he's he not. Was he's kind of cute. Yeah, he's a cute little weirdo. And um, you started to relax a little bit. You guys knew that there was an ambassador group in town, and they were there to move through the town. They're just traveling through, and the hope was that they'd be interested in purchasing some things. Theodora took the projector and did a little bit of searching on it, and she learned that she said she wanted to buy it from you guys.
0: That's all she learned.
1: Well, she learned she wanted to do more research, is kind of the idea. Yeah. And then you had kind of the run of the town. You managed to learn a little bit from some ambassadors. You heard, overheard them chatting about things like bloodhounds being aggressive towards rummagers.
0: And, and a minotaur named... Zar Bloodhoof.
1: Zar Bloodhoof, yes. Uh, And that he was up north in a town called Scarlet Hill.
0: Hence, blood.
1: Maybe. You started to explore the town a little bit, which you didn't get to do too much last time, and you managed to make your way over to Callie's Clutter, a past world shop focusing not on magical tech items, but instead... Clutter. Clutter. And you... She was very nice. She was a sweet old elf lady that just wanted to make sure you were doing okay. And she gave you a little grab bag. And uh, inside the grab bag, you found some clips uh, in a cool box that you bought. You found... Uh, what else did you find? Um, I
0: forget. Even though I made it. <laughs> just clips.
1: Okay. But then what did she give you in the grab bag?
0: Um, She gave me a cupcake. A cupcake? A little uh, soft stone fox figure. Mm-hmm. And... I believe a bo- oh yeah, a box of band-aids. Oh
1: yes, a box of band-aids. Um and uh then you made your way outside. What happened when you got outside?
0: I went over to the ambassador's carriages.
1: Mhm. And when you were behind the carriages, I you, heard a little You heard a noise.
0: Like whimpering noise.
1: Uh-huh, and you went around and what did you see?
0: The pass-out bug.
1: The pass-out bug, the creepy scarab, and it was munching on a...
0: Digital clock. A
1: digital clock that seemed to be magical. You lassoed it with a rope.
0: That I got a really poor check on.
1: And you reached out to hold it down so that you could try to wrangle the clock out of its mouth. And as you touched it, you were whisked away into a memory, a flashback of your time in a giant retail furniture store. Then you woke up a moment later after you had a little flashback. Theodora was there, and she kind of helped you up. And...
0: Wibbit said that I had been passed out for about 20 minutes, mm-hmm. even though it was about two seconds to me. To you, yeah. And... Theodora said Gunther was looking for me.
1: And then you scampered off to past world plunders and on the way in the distance.
0: I saw the pass out bug.
1: And it was scampering away with a clock still in its mouth.
0: Into the bushes.
1: And that is where we are now. You haven't had a long rest yet. No. <laughs> you.
0: Well, actually, I did get all my hit points.
1: Yeah, you got though, a short, because... but it was a short rest, I think.
0: Well, well that was from Flippet.
1: Oh, you're right. You're right. He is, he's got some healing powers. And so, Flibbit, speaking of Flipit, he is bouncing along behind you, and you skid to a halt as you see this pass out bug. It scampers off down the trail a little bit and then cuts off into the bushes, not very far from town. You know that Gunther wants to see you. He also told you that you needed to come by tonight, but you don't know if Theodora meant now or later or whatever. If you want to pursue the bug, if you want to explore more in town or go check out the ambassadors or anything the rest of these choices are up to you dear kia and i need you to figure out what you want to do
0: i would probably chase after the pass out bug you would yeah i want that clock
1: you want that clock all it's right another
0: thing to sell
1: you take a moment and flip it looks at you and it goes well wow uh, what are we doing here kia are we
0: we're going after that bug
1: Oh, I don't know if that sounds like a very good idea. I
0: won't touch it this time.
1: You won't? Are you promised? Because last time...
0: I know. But... I, I at least won't touch it with, with my bare fur.
1: Okay. Well, I'm, I'll i follow you wherever you want to go. I will follow you. I, I don't exactly know why or what I am doing here yet. You're my best hope.
0: Well, th- thank you.
1: I don't know if that was a compliment.
0: <laughs> it was <laughs> okay.
1: Wonderful, and uh, he follows after you, and you guys start scampering down after the bug. You make your way down the trail, and I need you to track this thing, dear little hunter.
0: Eee. Um, survival,
1: survival or investigation, I would allow to, and you know what? Actually, something that I haven't done yet. Now that Flibbit is here, yeah flibbit is a helpful little sidekick and he is going to be providing you with the help action when it makes sense oh so on some of these things where it makes sense that he could help you uh he will be giving you advantage oh so why don't you go ahead and take an advantage from dear little flibbit okay and he goes here i'll i'll sit. i got multiple eyes so i'll go ahead and look down there with you on the ground
0: Wait, you have multiple eyes I thought you only had... I mean I have everyone two eyes well, well, yeah, but so do I. Like- well,
1: I suppose you're right. <laughs> but hey, four eyes is better than two eyes, they say in yeah. my land, yeah, in the flump world, <laughs> so you can go ahead and roll twice and take the better um,
0: okay, that's much better. I got a huh. I got a nineteen instead of a five
1: plus what from investigation three so twenty. 20- Twenty-two. Okay, so you—I'll say this: you find the trail, and it goes off into, um, some woods.
0: A trail of beetle
1: tracks. Yeah. <laughs> so you saw this thing. You got up close. It had six little legs, and it skittered around. And so, yeah, you look down, and you see beetle tracks, and they are going off. Not—I shouldn't say woods—into like a small cluster of trees. Kind of towards the scrape in the grand scheme of things, but not really. You're Okay. You're pretty far away still, so a cluster of trees.
0: Okay. I think I um hide behind some bushes, but I want to go in.
1: Well, you can't hide and go in. You want to be stealthy and go in? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah that's so you want to cool. get down low. Flibbit's like, okay, I'll get behind you here, and we'll head in there. And uh, he's just kind of mumbling to himself <laughs> behind you as you're trying to be stealthy. I shush him. You shush him. What do you say?
0: I say, shh. You know, I really appreciate you talking to me.
1: Like I like talking to you, too.
0: Um, (laughs) but currently we're being stealthy.
1: Oh, oh, a stealth mission. I I understand completely. And, um, after you. (laughs) And he squiggles down low and hovers above the ground right behind you. Okay. So.
0: Is he still mumbling?
1: No, he's not. Okay. (laughs) Actually, you know (laughs) know what I like to imagine? (laughs) is very quietly behind you. He's going like, (laughs) <laughs> boop, boo, boop, boop, stealth. Boop, boom, And he's into it. I like it. <laughs> okay, so he's got a little stealth soundtrack behind you. Uh, go ahead and, and roll that stealthiest of stealth checks.
0: Ooh, 20, but okay. not natural.
1: So you start creeping through, and you know, you're in an area where it's pretty dry fields. Yeah. Like plains kind of things in between colossal cliffs The scrape, map's edge, you can see pretty far in a lot of places. Yeah. You've been able to see storms like really far away, rolling in, stuff like that. So the underbrush is not very thick here.
0: Yeah, but there's still trees.
1: There's trees for sure, and there's bushes for sure. But you can actually see pretty good into this forest. Okay. And I'm going to say that with that stealth check, you were right behind it. You weren't that far off. You actually see it move probably about 60 feet off in front of you. And you're able to stealthily start creeping towards it. Yeah, and he's going... Oh, do, 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 Stealth! Do, do. And then he looks at you and he goes, Did you see it, Gia? Yeah. Okay, I got my healing fingers ready. <laughs> <laughs> or tentacles. <laughs> um, And he just goes behind you. And you stealthily start approaching this... Beetle. Beetle. <gasps> As you <Stealth. laughs> you Keep going. As you approach... He's making the noises behind you. And you get to a clearing, and there is a opening of trees. And, yeah, <laughs> and he starts getting really quiet because he notices you guys are getting close. And you see that the beetle has stopped moving. Oh. And the beetle is tearing into this clock. And you right as you get up there and you notice, it takes its little claw thing and, like, rips a chunk off of the clock and throws it into the bushes kind of thing. It's like trying to get inside.
0: Kia's ears go full back. She does not like magical items getting destroyed by bugs.
1: Okay, so they're this worth is, good money. And so, play into that. You're you notice this, and it would make you angry. You're saying, yeah. So, what would Kia do, angry at this bug ruining good moneyed items?
0: <laughs> um,
1: Currently, it doesn't notice you.
0: Is it out? Is the clock out of its mouth?
1: Yeah, it's like on the ground, and he's using his pincers. I don't know how beetles work. <laughs> yeah, he's using his front two things to kind of like claw at it. Okay. He's not currently chewing on it.
0: Does he still have the rope on him?
1: Um. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, he's got a rope wrapped around him, but it's not It's not like binding him up, but it is wrapped around maybe a few more times and dangling there. Yeah, but there's a bit of an opening here, so you're going to have to move in or do something from a distance.
0: I want to tug him away from the clock?
1: Well, you would need to get out there and grab the rope.
0: Yeah. How far away is he? He
1: he's probably about 20, 30 feet away. Okay. And.
0: uh... I can use dash.
1: I mean, you can just, you can move thirty oh, yeah. feet. So, but it's if you want to use your movement to attack, or do you want to move your use your movement to go up there and just pull him?
0: I want to pull, try to pull him away from the clock. Okay. But don't touch him.
1: But. Don't touch him. Okay, so... Well, with the rope. Why don't you go ahead and make another stealth check, and this time I'll be rolling against you.
0: Ooh, another 20. Not natural.
1: Oh, jeez. Okay. So, easily, you start making your way up to this dude, and (laughs) uh, you are able to use those cat paws and that cat agility to sneak up, grab the rope, and what do you want to do?
0: Can I... Um, I want to kind of like, since beetles, I feel like naturally kind of like turtles, they naturally have a hard time getting back onto their.
1: Oh, yeah, flip! I want to try
0: to see if I can like,
1: flip okay, I like, think...
0: pancake toss them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: a pancake toss. Okay, heck yes! I think we're gonna have to do some sort of opposed athletics check. Okay. Uh, he also doesn't have very good strength. <laughs> Okay. For the pancake toss. Uh, I did not roll very good. Would you like me to tell the number or you to tell the number? You tell? I got an eight.
0: I got a seven.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you go to pull. However, I will say this. He also didn't roll very well. So how about you go to pull to do the pancake toss. You grab and you fling it over your shoulder. The beetle's heavier than you thought. No. The beetle is probably... 20 30 pounds. Oh. It's a big beetle, but it's heavier than it looks. And you go to grab it, and what you do succeed on, because he didn't roll very well either, is pulling mm. him away from the clock. Okay. But he skids across the ground and there is no vertical lift that you achieve. So in no this pancake moment. flip. No pancake flip on this moment, although I love the idea. <laughs> in the meantime, he spins, and because of that, you're gonna need to roll initiative. Ding delay. And I just got a terrible initiative
0: score. Initiative. <laughs> I apparently burned out all my luck because now I got a 6 of initiative.
1: Well, I got a 2. So <laughs> you're doing okay. And we will have Flibbit go after you, I think. Okay. For now. And I might change that in future games, but for now, he will go after you. Which means you two go first and the beetle thing goes next.
0: The basso
1: bug. Go ahead. It definitely seems threatening. Okay. By you pulling it away from the clock, it turns and bears its little beetle teeth and raises up its little beetle legs and- Beetle teeth? Looks like it's going to run towards you. I don't even know if beetles have teeth. I
0: don't think they do.
1: I think they do. (laughs) In this world, this thing, it has sharp teeth.
0: Okay. Sharp (laughs) teeth. So. I think they have like mandibles.
1: You know what? Just take your turn. <laughs> this is not beetle nature time. This is attack okay. evil magic beetle time.
0: <laughs> attack evil magic beetle. You okay. Heard it. I want to... Can I cast hail of thorns on meb, on mebo
1: Yeah, which we said was like a spray bottle.
0: A spray... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it was a... Um, I believe it was a... Um, I think it was
1: a bottle of a green liquid oh yeah a green yeah spray bottle that you like sprayed on it
0: yeah yeah that i sprayed on it and then it grew thorns so yeah. i it, it shot it Love yeah it. okay a bonus action so i can attack still
1: okay go ahead and take your hail mm. of thorns attack and it adds to it right it does something if you hit um. hail of thorns
0: Next time you hit a creature with ranged weapon attack before the spell ends, this spell creates a rain of thorns that sprouts from your ranged weapon or ammunition. In addition to the normal effect of the attack, the target of the attack and each creature within five feet of it must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 1d10 piercing damage on a failed save or half so much damage on a successful one.
1: Cool.
0: Okay. I got a 20, but not natural.
1: Okay, you do a lot of non natural 20s. Yeah. Which is great. Okay, so you hit uh, for sure on this beetle. What kind of damage does your longbow slash hail of thorns do?
0: Um, I think it's piercing both ways. I just meant how much. Oh, oh, oh. Of <laughs> course um, <laughs> I got a one. Um, a one. So
1: three okay.
0: plus, okay, so I did get nine damage on this thing. Nine
1: damage on this thing. Darn. All right, nine damage. Uh, you pierce out, and it holds them, right? Um. They're, they're, no. Or it just does extra damage. I think
0: it just does extra damage. Okay. Well. Oh. Oh. Oh.
1: Yeah. I thought it had a. Oh, oh,
0: sorry. 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 You need to make a deck save. Oh. Okay. If you fail, then or, well, succeed or fail, you still take my one blow damage, but.
1: I got an eight. Mm. I assume I don't succeed.
0: Mm-mm. So y- you do take that full amount of damage.
1: Okay. So nine damage. But no holding or anything like nope. that. Okay, the scarab takes the hit into its carapace, and it pierces in, and a little purpley, glowy goo drips out.
0: It glows? It's
1: not quite blood. It's like an ichor, a purpley, Yeah, glowy... like from spiders. Yeah, it's nasty. It. And it drips to the ground as it drips to the ground. It puffs out little clouds that almost... At first, you're thinking is like steam or poison, um, but the more you look at this cloud, it almost looks arcane in nature.
0: Oh, so it's kind of like...
1: It's like a magic cloud. Oh. And then that's... you, the Hail of Thorns hits it, and it staggers a little bit and goes back. Um, but it's not its turn. It's Flippit's turn. Flippit is going to look at you and go, Oh, Kia, um, uh, what do I do? Should I help you? Um, preferably. Okay, I uh, here Drop you go. Drop the grab bag. And he drops the grab bag, and he he reaches all of his tentacles forward to you and starts wiggling them. And he goes, uh, uh, here you go. And when he says here you go, purplish energy shoots out from his tentacles and hits you, and washes over you, and you are blessed. He doesn't have a lot of attacks. He can do some, uh, but one of the things he can do is give you Bless. So for this turn, it's an action, but in the future turn, uh, you can add a D4 to any attack roll or saving throw.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And uh, and then he goes, okay, um, I'm going to hide behind this tree now. That's And he moves to hide behind a tree.
0: I care less about the cupcakes than you.
1: (laughs) And um, you uh, watch as the beetle turns to you and it's little mandible teeth go and uh, it um, reaches over I'm going to say and like the arrow that was stuck in it it like breaks it off and then it starts rushing towards you Uh. and as it rushes forward it has little wings that sprout from its beetly back like beetles do Yeah. and it like glides forward a little bit to get to you quickly
0: so it's like a speed boost because beetles can fly sometimes
1: yeah and they can fly and as it rushes forward, it goes for a bite attack on Uh,
0: you.
1: Oh. Ooh, I got an 18. Oh,
0: yeah, that definitely hits.
1: Okay, so with an 18, you take five damage. You actually did quite well. Okay. So, five damage. As this beetle bites into you, you are hit with another flashback, but not as intensely as when you touched it. You just get an image. Of your mom and your dad At birth And all you see As your little cat eyes open up Is two cat faces Looking down at you And purring And they look very happy And then like that you're flashed back out of it
0: Am I laying on the ground? No
1: you're not This was just like a momentary like, Like a blink of an eye You saw this image that you didn't remember from before that's hmm. not something you've seen or remembered before. <laughs> and it is now right in front of you, and it's your turn.
0: My turn. Hooray.
1: And you have blessed now to add a d4 to your attack rolls.
0: I'm going to hit it with my short sword. With your short sword. At this range, it's very not practical yeah. to use And do you combo. have
1: spells and stuff yet other than Entangling or Hail of Thorns? I forget.
0: Yeah, I do, but I only have one spell solo.
1: Okay, uh, just don't forget about your spells and stuff, yeah. so that's all. So you're going to hit it with your short sword? It does look pretty hurt by that arrow hit.
0: I want it static. Okay.
1: <laughs> does
0: 14 hit? A 14 does hit. Yay. Um. Okay. Ew, I got a seven.
1: You got a seven?
0: For the damage.
1: Uh, Seven. Okay. Um, It is looking pretty hurt. Ooh. Um, It is not quite dead yet, but it is what they call... On death's door.
0: When I stabbed it, um, did more goo pull
1: out? Yeah. Yeah, you stab it kind of in the same area and more purple goo comes out. And interestingly, kind of like a flame on a piece of paper. Yeah. And how if you light a flame in the center of a piece of paper, the flame spreads out in all directions. Yeah. You're right, and it burns it in a circle. Where you stab and where your arrow was, you notice that that caustic magic. Mm Mm-hmm. Is almost like eating away at its carapace. Really? And it's like pulling back and basically looking inside of it, you just see like swirly magical mist. Oh. Which is funky.
0: So it doesn't have bug guts? It's weird.
1: Yeah, no, it doesn't.
0: And like bug guts are already weird, but not having them is like even yeah, weirder. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: weird. So it is now Flibbit's turn. Flibit, uh is just going to I don't know. I guess probably just heal you. He only healed you once, right? Yeah. Yeah, when you were knocked out. Flip going to run over. And run. by run, he's going to fly over. He's going to float over and come up behind you. And he goes, okay, well, uh, don't die. And as he says, don't die, um, he hits you with a cure wounds.
0: Ooh. Nine. That heals me up to full hit points? Heck yeah. Do I get temporary from that or no?
1: No, you don't. Okay. Only the basic. And then now it is the scarab's turn. Okay. The scarab is going to look up at you, look down at its goo wound. Its goo goo wound, wound. And it's going to take flight up above you. And as it takes flight up above you, it is going to try to do a claw attack against you. Uh-oh. Uh, But unfortunately, it's a little wounded. It's moving a little slow. I rolled an eight total. (laughs) No. It goes to claw you, and you are able to step back. It starts flying away. It can't really ascend very far. It's just like at eye height, basically. Yeah. And then it starts to try to dash away from you, which means you get an opportunity attack. Yeah. So go ahead and try to do. It's not a very intelligent creature. It's tabby. Yep. Ooh. What'd you get? I got a nat 20 You got a nat 20 Whatever you 24 want 24 I don't care then Whatever you want to do It's going to be enough damage Because it only needed Because I have a plus two It only needed two damage And okay. you will automatically do two damage Okay So how do you want to finish this beetle? It starts spreading its wings and flashing away
0: Um, I want to pull out Or er, take my other short sword Okay do a fancy spin around with your hand yeah
1: <laughs> just out of pure curiosity can you do me a acrobatics <laughs> or dexterity check
0: um won't take damage if i
1: no 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 i'm just curious how good you do of uh, the spinny thing in your mind versus the actual <laughs> character move
0: um acrobatics that's it i got an eight
1: an eight <laughs> yeah uh it's not super graceful you gotta work on your spin skills
0: i, I go like I try to spin it, and mm-hmm. it more comes out as like a flop.
1: a flop. Yeah, like halfway through, you almost drop it, but then you catch yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: and then I um, stab it.
1: Okay, and you stab it. In
0: the in the carapace.
1: In the carapace. And as you stab it, this last little wound, you stab it, and it still keeps flying. But as it's flying, it's like it's burning up. It's like oh. it's a piece of paper. And this last 10, 15 feet of it flying, the whole carapace like envelops into this magical nothingness, and it just poofs out of existence. And I think raining down from where it died is sparkles, is magical remnant stuff. Sparkles! But by the time it hits the ground, those are gone too. Oh. And there's like no remnant at all of this thing.
0: Did the green goo disappear?
1: The 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 magical goo yeah I thought yeah. some
0: landed on the ground
1: it did and as you look back and notice there should be a puddle there nothing
0: ooh the paso bug has died
1: Flimmit rushes over to you and goes oh my that was that was insane are you okay yeah Kia okay because I, I could heal. heal you one more time if you need for the no no okay well what was that thing are those common around here
0: no idea and no
1: huh well it was terrifying and it was eating on that there Device thing.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, that thing. Can I go over to grab it? The clock? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you grab it. Oh. <laughs> uh,
0: it's. Does it do anything?
1: As you grab it, it doesn't do anything, but it does, like, you pick it up and it does look a little beat up. A little worse for wear. I mean, it was like. He tossed one of the panels off into the bushes, I think I said. Yeah. The rest of it, it looks like he had, like, some claw marks at it. The interior of this thing, to you, doesn't really look like you've you've played with past world tech items before. There's little green boards in there. There's wires. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily like mean anything to you. You are still getting, although slightly less intensely, a magical pull from this thing. But picking it up did not seem to do anything.
0: Can I find the on button and press it?
1: Okay. Uh, you. You go ahead and you He just
0: recklessly presses buttons. You do
1: (laughs) tend to just recklessly press buttons, which I do appreciate (laughs) as a DM because it's fun. But in this case, uh, you go ahead and press the button. (laughs) It's kind of funny, but basically, (laughs) like as you press it, a like, I want to say shockwave pulses out from it, but it's not strong. Yeah. It's just enough to like pulse out a little bit and you are hit with a smell that smells like rotten eggs and the shockwave basically like a skunk sprayed you, all of your clothes and hair and everything now smell like rotten eggs. It's like a stench cloud.
0: <laughs> so I could like throw it and
1: yeah, it does have a clock on it. Oh, so perhaps there are ways for you to attune with it, to tinker with it, that kind of thing okay. to be able to control it.
0: A clock of stink. But it's
1: just a stink clock.
0: <laughs> um, I, th- can I turn it off?
1: Yeah, you turn it off, and I, I think actually what happens is it kind of dissipated on its own, and so you think that turning it off will make the stink go away, and you press the button again, and another stink cloud <laughs> <laughs> pulses <this> out <laughs> once more, uh, and you get the feeling that there's just a certain amount of times that pressing the button will provide stinkiness Okay. Day, but it's just a poof, and so now you smell terrible. Flip it looks at you and it goes, ugh. I don't even know if I have a nose and I can smell that
0: I turned off again um <laughs> sorry
1: well that's okay
0: <clears throat> um I'm going to have to take a bath after this
1: well and he he reaches up one of his tentacles and smells him and he says Ugh, I might need to take a bath too that's terrible <laughs> um well uh, what do you want to do now do uh, why was that thing here do you think?
0: Again, no idea.
1: It just seems like somebody should know something.
0: Maybe Gunther will know.
1: Wonderful. I've. I. He seems like quite a cool uh, turtle dude.
0: He. He really is.
1: Okay. Well, I'll follow you. Like I said, I don't have anything more smart to do than that.
0: Hmm. Well. Okay. <laughs> I, um. I tend to wait. Is the grab bag stinky now?
1: No, it was. It was left back by the trees.
0: Um, I tentatively pick it up, and I hold it away from me so that it, like, <laughs> hopefully, doesn't get too smelly.
1: All right, you're able to pull it away from you, and you're not too far from town. Yeah. And there's this beast, and Gunther was looking for you, so you want to head back that way. Yeah. You start heading back to Past World Plunders. I don't know why I said it like that. And you do notice that it's starting to pick up a little bit. The day is later in the... It's later in the day. You got knocked out for a little bit by the Pazzo bug. You notice that there are some customers in there, in the shop. Yeah. And they're looking at some of your gear. You also notice Gunther is just kind of hastily walking around, tending to everything. And he's running the shop right now. Okay. And uh, you prob- I will say probably, too, he's looking pretty happy. Oh. He's probably made some sales.
0: <laughs> Yay.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um... I set the grab bag down on the counter. Okay. And do we have a bathroom upstairs? I'm assuming.
1: Yes. And I think as you set the bath the bag on the counter, um, Gunther looks over and he goes, Oh, Kia, hello. Are you are you okay? Did you get some rest? Yeah. Um, yes.
0: Yes, thank you. Okay. Um
1: And he walks I may over have... to like he walks over to like greet you and he goes, Oh
0: Um, yes, I may have found a magical item. That is basically a stink bomb, so I'm going to need to go take a bath.
1: Okay. Are you interested in selling the item as well, or are you going to keep that one? Do we need it? You know, and he looks over, and he looks around, and he leans in. He's like, now let me tell you, I have sold more today than we have sold in a month. Really? So we are doing great. Also, Theodora would like to talk to you about purchasing the projector. Yes. So I think we're fine. If you want to keep anything, um, that's kind of
0: then. Then I'd keep it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, you smelled terrible, but I love you, and you should go take a bath. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> and he looks at Flipit a little bit, and then he goes back to tending to the store.
0: I keep the grab bag on the counter. Okay. As
1: uh. Oh, the grab bag. You yeah. don't take it up with you.
0: Um. I at least, can I at least put it like behind the counter so that it's well? You not can
1: take it up, but it, it's not stinky. Oh, okay, yeah, you can take it up because upstairs was like your guys's living space, yeah, yeah. There's there's, fantasy toilets and bath- bathing,
0: fantasy toilets. I don't
1: know that I need to get into the semantics, high of tank them. toilets, whether or not there are what high tank toilets. What is a high tank toilet
0: like, like sometimes you see in like old like, vampire movies or something, or like it's like. It's like Victorian style where they- I'm
1: fascinated because I didn't know this. (laughs) The daughter is much smarter than me. Okay, tell me about high tank toilets. This is a moment of learning on the podcast.
0: So they're basically like your normal average toilet, but instead of a water tank being attached to it, um, it's like there's like a little pipe that goes up to a a water tank attached to the wall and you pull a little chain and that's how it flushes. And it releases the water? Yeah. And it pours down? Yeah.
1: Fascinating. <laughs> we now, Canon, have high tank toilets in this world. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Uh, I like to imagine that's also how the shower type systems work. If where you, you pull want, it? yeah, they you got a big water tank up high, and there's enough magic, there's enough past world tech where creating things like buildings that have height, water tanks, that kind of things, probably practical enough. Yeah. Awesome. I learned something new today, <laughs> everybody. Thank you, the daughter. I guess I don't need to say the daughter. The daughter. Thank you, daughter. Uh, So you go upstairs, and yes, you have your room. We've talked about your room a little bit. And there's the bathroom, yeah. There's some higher tanks up there holding water, able to flush down stink off (laughs) you. If you want to get the stink off you.
0: Yes, I would prefer that.
1: Okay, go ahead and roll for stink removal. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, It takes you a minute, and I'll say, like, Flip It waits out in your bedroom while you shower, and then you come out, and he goes in, and he, you show him how, these work.
0: I'm worried that he'll melt. He'll melt? <laughs> yeah, because he's like made of goo.
1: He's not made of goo. He's just squishy. Well,
0: yeah, but a, like he's he squishy. A,
1: he has like a like a snake skin feel to him. Probably. Okay. Okay. He's just squeezed. He's just squishy. He's still skin.
0: I was I was worried that he might. I think he was worried that he might melt. I think melt. he probably
1: feels like if you grab your cheek and pinch it. That's what he feels squishy-wise. Okay. Your face cheek. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Anyway. Excuse me. Um,
0: Inappropriate.
1: Thank you. Uh, you probably hear him, and they're like, "Oh, oh, it's so wet," uh, and he's just like struggling and having interesting issues. And like, I like to imagine the water pressure like pushes him down towards <laughs> the ground. From his floating, <laughs> and he's just struggling. But after a while, he figures it out, and he comes out too. And you guys are able to be cleaned. Yay! And Slime goes, "That was fascinating. I've never been in a cleaning system before, ever." Have you ever like? Well, we, s- huh?
0: Have you ever like swam before?
1: No, I fly. I don't. I don't swim. That's crazy.
0: Or like been immersed in. I the have water? been
1: through a waterfall once. Oh, that was—I guess it was pretty similar, but I was being carried at the time. Oh, but anyway, that's not here, neither here nor there. What are we doing next, young Kia?
0: How old are you?
1: Well, we flumps don't measure things like years or age.
0: How? old do you think you would be for well, time passing?
1: And he looks around and he looks at you and he says, well, how old are you? Twelve. Okay. Well, if I had to imagine my age based on our mutual appearances, which is none, <laughs> uh, I would guess that I am about, oh, I don't know, halfway through my lifespan.
0: Okay. Um, I don't really know how long flumps, that's what you are, right? Yeah, I am a flump, um, yep, 100%. I don't really know how long flumps live for.
1: I couldn't tell mm. you. I haven't hung out with another flump in a long time.
0: You mean you've been alone?
1: Well, no, I've had my adventuring parties to, um...
0: Well, yeah, but I mean with. alone of other flumps?
1: We're sort of solitary creatures. We like to have our own little places that we hang out.
0: I like. I think I like. I think I understand that.
1: Yeah. Well, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not necessarily upset about it. Okay. I have cool people to meet like you. I thank you. <laughs> so what are we doing exactly? We got attacked by a, a beetle thing? Mm-hmm. We have a bag full of cupcakes? Mm-hmm. I
0: honestly want to go down to help Gunther with the shop. So okay. I'll take the grab bag okay. and I'll leave it on, um, on Gunther's desk. Okay. And and then I'll go downstairs and...
1: Okay, so you leave the grab bag on Gunther's desk. Are you leaving the cupcake in there too? Yeah. Like as a gift for him? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, so the fox and the band-aids in there. So you go downstairs and Flippit follows you.
0: I don't know if you'll take it necessarily, but... That's fine.
1: He, Gunther, he, he's intrigued by He likes it. cupcakes. Yeah, he likes everything to do with past world. I'm just going to say he's busy down there. If there's something specific you want to do or if you're just looking to help him...
0: Yeah, I want to help them Okay,
1: so you guys start running the shop, and mostly it's these ambassador dudes coming through. I would like you to make two sort of just generic roles. One okay. for perception, and one for, I want to say, persuasion.
0: Okay, in the P's.
1: Yep, to help with sales. Tell me which one you're doing first. Is this persuasion? Perception. Okay, perception first.
0: I almost and- got a 14, but I got a 4. <laughs>
1: Okay, and um, I don't so think this is kind of a, this isn't necessarily a thing that uh, Flipit would be able to help you with. Yeah. So an eight, it's, it's not like you you these guys in, that are coming in, they're just kind of talking about the world. Yeah. And I think the only thing that you catch that's different from before what you learned, you learned a little bit about the blood to- bloodhounds, you heard about Czar Bloodhoof, and the only other thing is they probably make a comment about past world tech having some good stuff. Oh. And that most places, the past world tech lately is getting snatched up oh. by other people. So there's not a lot of good stuff out there.
0: That's That hasn't already been taken.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny because you guys have been living in this situation where your guys' stuff hasn't been in demand really for very no. long. But you kind of catch glimpses in moments of people talking about how it's starting to get hard to find good past world tech. Huh. Which is interesting.
0: Even though there's constantly like constant magic storms, and
1: because
0: mm-hmm. huh. it was like
1: it seemed like for many years it was so widespread that kind of everybody had
0: something, something, to
1: do. and so rummagers were kind of like fading out a little bit in terms of being really wealthy, anyway, and then now suddenly. Not that Maps Edge has necessarily seen it because you're not a very populated town. You're hearing this information that maybe there's a shortage. Maybe there's some profit to be made. Mm. And these guys are buying up like they're, this is great.
0: This is more, more stuff uh, uh, more stuff sold tonight than we've sold in a month. That's great.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, Gunther's just moving back and forth. He comes by, pats you on the head occasionally, thanks you for the help. We don't need to run a shop scenario necessarily. You, persuasion? Oh, you didn't do the persuasion. No. Yeah, go ahead and do that. That will help you basically earn a certain amount of money.
0: I got a seven.
1: Okay, basically you don't necessarily help Gunther make too many sales. You don't earn like a bunch extra, but basically I'm gonna say that at the end of this whole scenario, you gain as you, because Gunther shares um, an amount with you, mm-hmm. um, 30 total gold clips. Really? Mm-hmm. 30? 30. That much? It's quite good. and Oh, but part of that is if you are going to take the deal from Theodora. Partway through the night, Theodora comes in, and she's, again, this lady. She comes in. She's got the white hair, the goggles on her forehead, and she goes, Now, sweetie, we talked about this earlier, but I would love to purchase that projector. And I think behind Theodora comes Maud, because oh. Maud's kind of the other half of this find that you guys had. Yeah. You guys have been keeping the projector here, but this was kind of between you and Maud. And Maude comes in and she goes, "Hey, how's it going, kid? Good. Seems like you got healed up. Yep. Me too. Wonderful. Grandma here wants to buy our projector, and Theodore like puts her hands across. And says, Grandma, <laughs> I don't even have kids, and she says that to herself.
0: Um. And where's Mod- Gunther in this situation.
1: You yeah. Uh, if you want to pull him over, you can. You could also. St- if you guys want to chat about it without Theodora there, or whatever you want, um, but Maude's like, she wants to buy the projector. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, as far as I'm considered kid, you help me get it. We're fifty-fifty on it.
0: I'm gonna call Gunther over. Okay. I'm. I i do not feel comfortable with this. Okay. Making this. Okay. So deal you on wave Gunther
1: over, and get, Gunther comes over. Oh, uh, hello, dear. What? What is it? And he adjusts his little. I think I said he had spectacles of sorts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's, I. Need
0: I say, Theodora wants to buy the projector. I was calling you over because she came in.
1: Okay. Oh, oh, okay. So Gunther comes over and he's like, well. And he pulls Theodora in and he's like, so you want to buy the um, uh, projector? Uh, what for? Here's what she says. She says, now listen, I don't know if y'all have noticed, but there have been quite a few magic wild storms Roman, the landlady.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know if you knew this specifically, however, they have been increasing, especially near towns like Athon, Scarlet Hill, etc.
0: The big towns?
1: Bigger towns, especially up near Scarlet Hill.
0: Wait, is that where the, um, Eileen and close. the bloodhounds are?
1: She looks down at you and Gunther looks down at you and he goes, how do you know about the bloodhounds, dear?
0: Overheard it, doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: well, it sort of matters, There. Quite terrible, people.
0: Well, I mean, I, I, okay, fine. I heard it over from the, from the ambassadors.
1: And Theodora looks. She's. It's fine, Gunther. Look, there are a different faction of basically rummagers called the Bloodhounds, and they work exclusively for our Bloodhoof, a terrible, terrible person. And she looks at Gunther and she says, "You've been out of the game too long, honey. They've been snatching up past-world tech."
0: Is. Is that why it's been going out of stock, except here?
1: I haven't been rummaging too much myself lately. I've mostly been researching, but yes. And they are not being very nice about how they acquire it, if you understand my meaning. Oh. Point being, right about the time Tsar Bloodhoof started snatching up all the past world tech, that's about when the storm started increasing.
0: So, he's like, attracting them with all the magic in one place?
1: I don't know. All I know is this thing had some sort of effect on the scrapers, yes, correct? Yes, but,
0: but it also attracted the wild magic storm when so it turned it on. So there must be
1: some reason why some of these surged items are affecting things that way, and I aim to find out. But currently, I don't know nothing. Okay. But I would like to buy this from you to start off my research. And, and she looks at you and Maud. I would also like to talk to you two about a bit of a job opportunity
0: job opportunity
1: and mod looks in and she says look i need me some surged past world tech and you two seem to be able to track it down mighty quick you and mod remember that that pull that you felt for the projector was really strong yeah and you were able to feel it from far away right
0: yeah from all the way across the floor
1: Mm -hmm. theodore goes i want you two to get out there and i want you two to find more of these for me more, but of she,
0: the, more of the big ones.
1: More of the surged items, yes. And she looks at Gunther and she goes, "But that means Kia here leaving Pat or leaving Maps Edge a little bit." And Gunther goes, well, "I don't, well, I don't know." And he looks around the shop and he goes, "What do you think, Kia? You're you're getting up there and in age a little bit. You should be able to make these decisions for yourself."
0: I, I think I would like to go.
1: Mod's like, "You don't got to ask me twice. I love a good contract. How's this going to work exactly?" And Theodora, first, I'm going to say she hands the money to Gunther to pay for the projector. And Gunther goes over and he starts counting up the money and getting the split up and everything, right? So So you're going to get your 30 gold as an addition, right? Which is a huge number for you. And as Gunther goes away, Theodora breaks it down. She says, okay, look, you two seem to be quite adept at finding these things, or at least this one. And I would like to test that. I have researched two other areas nearby where there has been talk Of an increase in storms, an increase in creatures, but danger for sure. You two seem to be good at it. I want you to split up. I want you to each tackle one of these ruins and give me updates. Okay. And she reaches into her pockets and she pulls... Pockets? Huh? Yep. Twirl? Yep. She's a tinkerer. She's got all kinds of stuff. She pulls out... This little handheld square box. Oh. And on the front has some slats on it, and on the top has a little silver thing coming <laughs> up with a ball on top. And she goes, and she holds one up and she holds one up to you and she goes, These are radios. Or at least that's what they were called once upon a time. And you can hear her voice coming through the other one that she's holding out. Oh. I got another one for me, but I'm giving one to you. And she gives one to Maud.
0: Mm. Wait, they work they work three way?
1: Unfortunately, they work one way. However, y'all can call each other and there's two buttons on this front and one goes to one spot and one goes to the other stuff. However, they're not real great at working and you can only use this twice per day, Therefore, they got to charge up. Mm, okay. So this is my very fancy version of ascending stone.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's a walkie talkie.
1: It's basically a walkie talkie, but it works under roughly the same rules as ascending stone. I think sending stones are only once per day. These are twice per day. Yeah. Either one person twice or both channels. If you and okay. Maud need to get in touch with each other, you can. if you and, the- and But Theodora wants updates.
0: When I found the big item or when I yeah, found... Yeah, searched
1: items. A little item. And Theodora also looks at you and she said, I got another thing too. I got a way in to the Rummager Council. And you being 12, it's a little early. But I think I could get you a full Rummager license.
0: <gasps> really?
1: Mm-hmm. But I think you got to find this thing for me first while I get it set up. About the time Gunther goes over and he goes, Oh, Kia, that would be wonderful.
0: Um, Kia's tail starts flipping really fast. Excitedly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and so basically, you and Maud agree to do this. Yeah. Wonderful. Theodora looks and uh, she kind of shoes you off for a little bit and she talks to Maud by herself a little mm-hmm. bit while you talk to Gunther, and Gunther's like, Are you sure this is gonna be what you want to do?
0: Yes. I wanna I wanna go out. And here is nice, but
1: I suppose you're right. You've always being, been a...
0: But being, like, already up to 4'9 on the scrape and already having explored, I know this town really well, and I'll come back, but...
1: You're ready to move on, I suppose. That's okay. I shouldn't give you too much of a hard time. I, too, left my tortley home at about your age to become a rummager myself.
0: Hmm, really?
1: I did. Here's what I want. I want you to have a wonderful night's rest... And we'll do this tomorrow. And um, before you go, I will have some things that I would want to give to you before your journey. Oh, does that okay. sound okay? Yeah. I'm going to finish up the shop tonight, and then we will have a feast. I think we'll uh, invite everybody over, and we'll have a great, great feast this evening.
0: We don't have a big enough table.
1: I'll clear one of the counters. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. And he goes off and does stuff. Flipit turns to you, and Flipit goes, away. "Well." That sounds quite interesting. Are you, um, do you think if I could come with you that we could maybe try to figure out why I appeared through a portal?
0: Yes. I I would love to, you, for you to come with me.
1: Okay, cool. Theodora comes back over. We're just kind of cutting through this real quick. Okay. Theodora comes back over and she goes, all right, honey, you want to know what the situation is?
0: What, what is it? What's the situation?
1: I got a task for you. Imagine floor nine, but everywhere. Could be intense. Could be some nasty little creatures there for you to deal with.
0: Wait, Florida, everywhere, as in there's, like, sh- like all of the As in where I'm sending one? you? All of the sec- sec- Scrayclops? I don't
1: know if they'll be that big. I'm just saying it's dangerous. Okay. But there is, a couple days to the west, an old amusement park.
0: Amusement park? Explain. Uh,
1: it's one of them things that, uh, back in the day, the people people really got into they'd like to do stuff for entertainment oh and one of the things they like to do was called roller coasters
0: like it's a rolling drink coaster
1: (laughs) 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 almost basically imagine if you will a cart on a track goes real fast and you just do it for fun oh and there's a pretty fun i like to imagine it was pretty fun too but this was a long time ago Anyway, there's a place out west that some of my research shows that it was once called Coaster Chaos. (laughs) And word has it, it's a bit of a past world ruin now with a bit of a past world scraper problem. Oh. My money says that's where you're going to find your next piece.
0: Um, I think Kia's, Kia's tail uh, flips even more excitedly. Like, Probably a little too fast. A little too fast? (laughs) Like, like a a little, a little, like, um, a little, like, too excitedly, and probably almost whacks the shelf, but she stops (laughs) it.
1: (laughs) Okay, cool. And Theodore goes, Great. Looks like you're ready to go, signed up. And when you get back, I'll see about getting your papers. And then she goes, all right, looks like your grandfather's preparing a feast for tonight. I'm going to go get ready. Okay. She wanders off and Maud comes over. Maude goes, well, what do you think, kid? What do you think about her?
0: I think she's nice.
1: She does seem nice.
0: I do. I mean, she's going to get my, get me my wife's
1: sense. Hey, not bad. You'll de- you deserve it, kid. Best dang rummager at 12 years old I've ever seen. Thank you. Thank you for helping me once again. Hey, look. I overheard a little bit. It sounds like you're going west. Yeah. That map to that cache I told you about. Yeah. It's on your way. Do me a favor and swing by on okay. your way to the park, and we'll talk when you get back. Or okay. maybe we'll talk on the radio.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to figure out how that works first, but yeah.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> anyway, best of luck, kid. She reaches out and gives you a handshake. Remember your handshake?
0: Remember your handshake?
1: Yep. And she goes... Fee sounds nice. I'll see you in a little bit.
0: Um, explain to me what the rammeter handshake looks like.
1: I think it's just where you instead of grabbing your hands, you grab each other's forearms and you do the one solid shake down and that's it. That's that's it. And we're just gonna say So original. Thank you. I don't know. Uh, maybe you do that, and at the same time, you fist bump with your left hands over the top of it.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there it That's goes. A combo. It's we got a thing. <laughs> so you do the rummager handshake, and the night goes on, and towards the end of the evening, a feast is presented. Gunther brings out the best meals, and you, and Flibbit, and Gunther, and Maude, and Theodora, and some other people in town, too, have a beautiful, wonderful feast. Yay. You get a long rest. And next time we play, you're going to start making your way over to Coaster Chaos.
0: The place with all the rolling coasters.
1: That's right. Okay, and that is where we are going to end this week's episode of Dad Dadventurous. Yeah. Thank you all for listening once more.
0: I was the daughter.
1: You were. You are the daughter.
0: <laughs> I was the daughter. There you go. And I played Kia.
1: And it was a grand old time. We will see you all next time.
0: Well, here are you. You um, have to read you have to re
1: I have to reintroduce myself?
0: Well yeah, because I did.
1: Oh wow. Now I feel called out. I was the DM, and I'm excited to keep going with this adventure in elsewhere. We'll see you next week on
0: dead Bye
1: bye. Bye. Alright, uh, are you prepared? Yes. Good, because we're already recording. What? Okay. <laughs> So, uh, welcome back to another round of D&D... Q&A. Adventurous Q&A. Not D&D and a although it kind of is D&D and yeah. <laughs> a uh, at the end of the episode. Uh, this week, uh, we have kind of a funny one that came up, not from us, but on the interwebs from D&D Beyond.
0: Yeah. The question is, does Gunther eat the cupcake?
1: Does Gunther eat, he, he, he would eat the cupcake that you gave him. Yay. But that is not the real question. The real question is, um, people have kind of a weird fascination with trying to taste and eat monsters. Mm-hmm. So D&D Beyond's question on their Instagram was, which monsters taste the best and which monsters <laughs> taste the worst? In your, in Kia's opinion.
0: Kia's opinion. Yes. Oh dear. <laughs> I think Mero um, would probably taste the best.
1: Marrow like people. Like marrows?
0: Not uh, not the good ones, though. She would uh, never the, eat a good creature, the evil ones.
1: You think they taste like sushi?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's a cat.
1: I see. Oh, that's fair. That's fair.
0: The worst?
1: I Well, I got to do my best. Yeah. I think my my best tasting. You know what my brain went to? hmm Probably a terrible idea. I like to imagine that a gelatinous cube is just like a big old block of Jello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would burn your insides.
1: But would it taste good doing it? Maybe.
0: It would burn through your tongue before you could taste it.
1: That's your opinion. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Gelatinous cube it tastes like lime jello fact. Oh <laughs> uh, lemon
0: well, jello, then it's tangy.
1: What about worst? <laughs> worst creature.
0: I think flavor.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think for Kia the worst one would probably be honestly, I think she would probably hate like slimy things. Like a kraken or a beholder. She would probably or like Beholder's beholder
1: is good. I bet beholder does not taste good. No.
0: All the eyes? you. <laughs>
1: it tastes like the power of psychic damage.
0: <laughs> it tastes, it probably, no, it probably tastes like uh, chicken with caviar mixed in.
1: Ew. Where'd that come? <laughs> You've never even had that.
0: They say everything tastes like chicken, and I mean with the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
1: I like it. I think you know what my worst is. Yeah. I'm just going classic here. I bet you goblins just taste awful. <laughs> they just—they're living in sludge and stuff all day in caves and just getting up to no good. I think goblins taste awful.
0: I think trolls also taste awful. you <laughs>
1: All right. Well, we delved into a strange topic this week. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us on another d and and a Thanks to DMD Beyond's Bizarre Question, and...
0: Uh, we'll see you next time?
1: Yeah. Hopefully we haven't tasted any weird monsters by next time. <laughs> all right, guys. That's the end of the episode. Thank you once again for listening in. Uh, hopefully you had a good time. I know I did. Did you? Yeah. Are you sure?
0: Why are you looking at me don't like know. that? I am just being weird.
1: Uh, follow us on social media. We got...
0: We got Facebook. Yeah. Instagram. Definitely.
1: X. Don't know why I'm saying after everyone. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube. Yep. We also got a website, dadventurous.podbean.com. We got a Gmail, dadventurouspodcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions. Send us your everything.
0: We your like everything?
1: Yeah, we like content. Maybe some art. Wouldn't that be cool? Ooh. Wouldn't it be cool if somebody else drew art for us? Cool.
0: That would be awesome.
1: Anyway, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Dead Ventress. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>